Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I am Bill. And I am Nikolai. And uh, we are here. Uh, Nikolai is, you know, on a, on a lower quality line from a secret location uh, that won't yes. be named. Um, I cannot name it in, in, in fear of uh, Russian, uh, <laughs> Russian attacks on my location. But uh, yeah, I'm here in Paris. Oh, okay. So you did not choose to become a foreign fighter. And no, not quite yet. It's a risky business. They yeah. just uh, they just killed a bunch of them on, uh, near the border of, with Poland, right? So yes. pretty tricky. Which pretty came tricky immediately though. after bombing the the maternity ward. Well, yeah. Well, you know priorities. Right. Because yeah. Right. I mean, you gotta because you know nothing works better than just utterly terrorizing the population. So you know, fuck Putin. So we'll get that out of the way here and uh, just talk about uh, amazing uh, Ukraine has held out. It's been two weeks since we talked and holy shitballs, they're still holding on. Uh, it's re- They're still there. Remarkable. They are still there. Of course, now they're going to get destroyed probably, right? Um, so this has been the worry, right? That Putin's been holding back for reasons, right? And I don't think he's holding back though. I mean, you don't think so? Yeah. I mean, I guess he could do worse, uh, but I think there's a real risk of uh, him just completely running over over Kiev and and the other cities that they're now encircling, right? Yeah. The scorched earth. Yep. Yeah, yep. there's a real risk for sure. Yeah. Well, it's but but, but but like you said, you know, priorities. You need to bomb the babies, the the elderly, and the sick first. Right. You know, and then take the large cities. And so, people uh, trying yeah. to escape through humanitarian humanitarian corridors. Yeah, well, that's why you have the butterfly mines. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. Great stuff all around. Yeah. Uh, it's something else. Uh, sad. Unbelievable. Sadly believable. I think I you, uh, yeah, I think uh, you spell sad, uh, W-A-R-C-R-I-M-E-S, right? That's how you spell sad. <laughs> But he'll, will he ever be held accountable for war crimes? That's not happening. Uh, no, but there still are war crimes. Correct. But then again, then again, yeah. What was the last time there was a war where there were no war crimes? I mean, although he is actively pursuing them, apparently, right? It's sort of now he's just now he's just flat out shelling civilian targets. Like, right. Right. You know, I've always had this weird suspicion about like. Uh, um, war crimes. I mean, this is why we prevent war altogether if we can, because bad shit always happens. And yeah, I'm not saying we shouldn't prosecute leaders and people who do these things, but my God, this is why we have to prevent it whenever we can, right? Um, yep. Because just yeah. bad shit always happens, and um, the warmongers are always there. And he's the latest in a series, and of course it's horrible. And um, he's a son of a bitch, and he could end it today, right? He and could this, end and, it today. Uh, he could uh, leave. Know, yeah, he could. He could. He could. He wants, but he could. Right. And of course, this. Well, you know, apparently, you know, according to the internet, they were asking for it. You know, by not wanting to be invaded, right. they were asking to be invaded. So. We must yeah, invade the them to prevent the possibility of there. a future invasion. 
the beating shall continue until morale improves. <laughs> yes. Oh, do we even want to go into the whole Mearsheimer uh, debate about? No, no, not really, not re not really. I think there's uh, so the whole. Let me just touch on it quickly. Yeah, the whole ahead. idea being is that half of the internet is saying, "Oh, NATO is expanding east," right? And that's why they didn't give Russia. They didn't leave Russia a choice. They had to invade. Right. Uh, completely. Ignoring the fact that these are democratic sovereign nations requesting to join this military alliance because they are under constant threat of invasion and destruction from the east, you know, and that this is a, a protective measure that they're taking. <laughs> and, and, you know, oh, 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 you wouldn't want to protect yourself from the giant warmongering bully that can only anger the giant warmongering bully. And so then you deserve to be punished by the giant warmongering bully. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm not very in favor of that line of reasoning. Um, of course, some people are saying, yeah, we should be critical on the decisions that have been made in the past. But if you're just completely willing, and that's where to, I'm at. Uh, yeah. 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 Of course. But if you're just completely willing to give warmongering uh, bullies whatever they want, because otherwise they might actually do something, then you might just as well give up on the whole project of the world becoming better, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just sort of like the world is what it is, and some people are more evil than others. And since they are more evil, they will rule because we have to listen to them. Right. So. So Taiwan. Let's forget about Taiwan, <laughs> because Taiwan. Because Taiwan, you know, they if if they don't resist being part of China, right. China will have no choice but to completely destroy Taiwan and kill a bunch of innocent people, because you know they've been resisting being part of China, and and they should have known better. So, so uh, yeah. there's a uh, there's a candidate running as a Republican for the state house in the state of Michigan, and uh, he was quoted recently as saying that uh, he he advises his daughters uh, that if there's no way to prevent a rape, they should just lay back and enjoy it. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? That's exactly it. So this guy should. He this, this, you should just take it. You should just lay back and take it right. because so otherwise frame. people are just going to, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's the perfect def defense for rape, right? What, what, but right. what if she says no? You just, what can you do? Well, right. what can you do? What choice do you have? Yeah. Right? What if the country doesn't want to be invaded? Then you have to completely destroy it. But if they do get invaded, they should just lay down and take it. Yeah, they should enjoy it. Well, they will enjoy it because hail Putin, right? Hail Putin. Hail the great Tsar. So since I, I mean, hinted I mean, at okay. it, Shit. so since I hinted at it, I'll just say that I, when I look back, I wonder whether things could have been done differently to diffuse this particular line of reasoning that Russia uses to be all belligerent. But of course, that's also in the past, right? And, well, also, and the reality and also, right also. now is that they've invaded and they need to get the hell out. And also, you know, I would like to remind some of these armchair historians uh, that, you know, this used to be Germany. Ukraine used to be Germany. Germany had to be a neutral buffer, right? That uh, was <laughs> because otherwise, you know, uh, they, they would have no Germany, choice but mean. to. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they would have no choice but to destroy the West. Um, right. So, yeah, warmongers are going to warmonger. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter where you drop. I, I also feel that a lot of these people saying these kinds of things have never fought once in their entire lives, have never faced a bully. Like, I feel like a lot of them are sort of super naive about how aggression works 
right? It's going to be, listen, mm-hmm. if you say to a bully, please stop, right? He's not going to fucking stop, right? It's, it, it's not the way bullies work, right? It's, right. it's not, unless you draw a line in the sand somewhere, they're not going to, they're not going to stop. And NATO is drawing a line in the sand at now at Russia attacking a NATO country, which God, I hope doesn't happen. Jesus Christ. I really hope it doesn't happen. Oh yeah. And just to be clear, Ukraine is not a NATO country. But yes, even like Biden here recently reaffirmed that if you actually do attack an actual NATO country, we will defend it. And so like if he goes, so he's bombing, Putin's bombing right now near Poland. And so if he goes, chooses to go in in some way there, that that tips the whole thing over. Poland's in, right? Holy crap. If I got this wrong, no, Poland's in NATO. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) And of course, also, you know, I'm... Again, with regards to uh, the armchair historians, uh, this is also the guy who immediately said we are going, you know, that he would be willing to destroy the world over this. Uh, And he was also directly, again, threatening Nordic nations, threatening Finland, threatening Sweden, threatening Sweden, saying he will destroy them, saying he will invade them if they meddle. It's not like this is, I mean, it's it's completely crazy. So I'm. You're talking about John Mearsheimer right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i mean come on jesus, jesus christ i mean focus right <laughs> focus and of course these discussions also existed around world war ii right in case everyone forget is world war ii you know the fault um, are the other countries to blame for world war ii because we punished germany too hard after world war one uh, okay that was, that was a big debate really right? you're dismissing <laughs> that argument too Okay, no, I'm not okay, dismissing okay, it. Okay, because I'm pushing no, no, back. I'm not dismissing it. Because no, I'm, okay. I'm saying it's it's way it's way too simplistic. It's oh, way too sure. Simplistic, okay, right? uh, yeah. Obviously, these things are multifactorial here, right? But uh, you cannot, for me, and again, this is looking back. I'm not talking about what's happening now, but I'm looking back at when the Soviet Union fell and when Germany fell, right? So these were these were defeated countries essentially, and. For all practical purposes, they were treated like shit. And so then they rose back up with, you know, fuck all of you people kind of attitude, right? And I think we could have done more at the time to unwind that, that passion, I don't know, whatever, just like we did with Germany after World War II, right? Mm, Could have crushed Germany again, but we said, whoa, that didn't work the first time. So they were welcomed back into polite society and actually rebuilt. And I look back and I say, okay, we did not do enough of that with Russia. Essentially welcome them into the West because there's a lot of history there, right? Well, we tried, right? Stalin uh, was complicated. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I'm talking about when the Soviet Union collapsed, right? They were on their knees, right? They were on their knees. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. But that doesn't change the direction that things went and the fact that he invaded. So doesn't change any of that. Yeah. Um, I, I would encourage people who want to study these things to actually study these things and not study them on Twitter. That's basically the only thing I have to say about it. Yes, like there's, there's decades. people, Nikolai, who have studied these things that have a different opinion. Now, you were making an interesting argument there. They, about... express, them, they express them very poorly. Okay. 
So you were making a different argument there that I think uh, touches on a different thing, which is the utter brutality of uh, global nation states, right? So like you were trying to make the individual analogy of when you face up to a bully. And the fact is, is in most of daily life, we call the police, right? But in international relations, there are no police. And for me, it raises this ugly fact that you have to have a bunch of organized people who are willing to kill other people uh, because it's an ugly fucking world. And I hate to admit that, right? I'm, I'm Mr. Peacenik deep down, but goddamn, yeah, you got to have like armed borders, right? Strong armed borders because uh, there's always a fucker who wants to invade, right? There's always a Putin out there. And to a certain degree, those people are only kept in check through brutal, raw threat of force. And it's sad. But this is, this is what we're seeing in Ukraine, right? There, there was a weaker neighbor, and he just decided, fuck it, I want to go in, and he did. And now the rest of the world has to decide whether to, to fight this guy uh, with catastrophic results, right? Catastrophic results if this escalates. Just horrible. Right. And my kids are of the age where they would be recruited and they'd go off and fight this thing. I mean, it's just this is just horrible. Um, but the, your kids wouldn't see your kids would never make it to Europe. Everyone would be dead. <laughs> the thing to think that this is anything, anything, for you, you know, I mean, the best case scenario is that is that Putin launches a nuclear assault and we decide not to retaliate because we don't like the idea of destroying humanity. Right. That's what we're facing. Right. 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 So, I mean, shit. Fuck it. So, you know, in good news, <laughs> you've, you've got COVID again. That's why your nose sounds stuffy. COVID again, sir. I'm collecting them all. <laughs> <laughs> Triple vax. Do you get like a little COVID. badge or something when you've gotten the new variant? I hope. I hope there's a badge. I hope there's something. <laughs> Achievement unlocked? Uh, I don't know. So far, it just sucks. I don't know. How you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. A little bit tired, stuffy nose. Yeah. Uh, triple vaxxed, as I said, and already had it once before. I probably had Delta the first time around, I guess. I wasn't sure when it was yeah. the first time around. Yeah. I was, my money was on, uh, on Omicron, but seeing how I um, have it now for the second time in four months, I'm guessing the first time around was maybe Delta. And you know this because you did a test. So, you, did, you, you did a test and got a positive test result. Uh, yeah, uh, so I did a I did a, an auto test at home, uh, yeah. antigenic auto test, and I was like, "Huh, it's positive." I was like, "You know, it's maybe just this one." And then you wrapped another one, and it was also positive. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and did the line go just, red in like two seconds or something? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't very, very strong. So I was like, okay, so that's why I hesitated with the first one. Yeah. But then as I did the second one, the other one, it sort of, yeah, it really came through. So for sure, I'm, for sure it's the run Wow. That's, <laughs> I can't believe it. I, seriously. Oh, there you go. Wow. Wow. Huh. Well, but so you're not feeling the need for hospitalization. So, so get your vaccines, folks. Um, yeah, it works. For sure it works. Yeah. Keeps you out of the hospital. Keeps you, keeps you alive. Um, doesn't keep got you from it, getting it. infected, so which is what we've learned. So happy I'm vaxxed. Yeah, for sure. 
Like I cannot imagine catching it twice being unvaccinated. That would be just, I mean, uh, I don't even want to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy being vaxxed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, the masks came down here and I'm basically going maskless um, in, in all settings that I encounter. And, um, you know, fingers crossed, nothing so far. Uh, but as you pointed out earlier, I, I'm not in one of the most densely packed cities on the face of the planet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paris is something else, dude. It's, um, yeah, it's something else. Even though, even though, admittingly, the first time I got it from my kid who, who got it at school, and this time I got it from someone, at least I think, I got it from someone who had the sniffles. And I still went ahead and worked in a, in a closed room with that person for two hours straight. Uh, because I was like, yeah, it's, it's just the sniffles and I've already had Corona. So right. whatever. Right. Uh, turns yeah. out it's Corona. <laughs> it's not just whatever. <laughs> so there you go. So you I mean, to I'm live on the it, edge I'm and you fell over. <laughs> such a, such a wildlife with the boat. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm taking it lightly because I'm, because I'm feeling great. Right. It doesn't, it, it's like a, it's like a head cold. And I'm a little bit tired, no fever or anything. Um, so no loss of sense of smell or or any of that. No, 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 nothing. Anything. No, I yeah. just I, I basically I, I took a nap today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Wow. Well, you know, uh, again, this thing started life as the novel coronavirus, and we still continue to learn, right? We still continue to learn, and so here's another example of oh my gosh, we got a a case of triple shots and now double rona and wow yeah we get a bunch of cases here actually like that is that right we know a bunch of people yeah yeah we know a bunch of people who got who got doubly infected um and who got both you know both variants yeah um, yeah um, even though i i guess i now just got unlucky i got the first time i was infected was during a very high peak uh so very very high incidence rates so it was sort of inevitable and this time around the the incident rate is actually pretty low, so I just got uh, lucky. Yeah. Buy a lottery ticket or something. Yeah, I guess. You're just, you're just lucky. Uh, yeah. Just a lucky fella. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I don't know, where I live, there's a farm field just over there that I could walk to, and occasionally I get cows walking through my yard, so uh, oh, our density is a little low. Nice. You know, well, I'm just thinking of Paris, when I think of rampant disease, I think of, you know, dysentery and cholera and black plague so you know really in terms of paris history of paris you know this is okay maybe yeah also fires fires were a big thing fires wars wars are back to war wars back to war oh, there we go <laughs> so nuclear winter is going to be great here <laughs> what's that nuclear winter is going to be oh, epic here geez. it's going to be great Oh, that is the worry. That is the worry. You know, and then like a couple of days ago, a uh, quick news story that I saw that India had accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan. Two oh, yeah, nuclear they're like, powers. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like, guys, guys, sorry. So what I would like from the soldiers in India is a little more focus at this exact geopolitical moment, okay? Just, just focus a little bit on your job, look up from your phones, and make sure you don't accidentally launch any missiles into Pakistan. I'm just 
I'm just honest to God. If we could just asking. get people to stop being such giant pieces of shit, <laughs> right? That's basically what's going on here. There's way, way too many giant pieces of shit on this planet. If only we could find a way to identify them in the womb or something, right? <laughs> like, uh, sorry, man, this one's no good. This one's no good. We're going to have to take really? it out. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able this to do that in increasing number of states, you know, because. Yo, yo, can we briefly touch on, on, on what, what I find something very strange that's going on right now in the U.S., mm. how apparently it's become completely normal in your political landscape to be somehow, somehow it's become completely acceptable to be pro-Russian in this particular moment in time. Yep. That sounds very un-American to me. I, I, I don't get it. What's uh, going on? It's been an astounding thing that some of the loudest voices on the right uh, when Ukraine initially got in, invaded, that they were completely pro-Putin and anti-Ukraine, uh, just completely. And like Putin is a, and here's the rationale: Putin is a strong leader, not like the weak leaders that we have. He is pro-traditional values, right? Hates the gays, kind of thing. Uh, he's a defender of Christianity, and this is all classic kind of Russian czar kind of stuff, right? Traditional values, authoritarianism, in their case, Orthodox Christianity, which most of the evangelicals here would hate. But yes, some of the, the brightest lights on the right have been like passionately, night after night after night, defending Putin and, uh, and attacking Ukraine. And it's just been astonishing to watch. Now, to be fair, a number of conservatives and many Republican leaders like figured out that people, generally speaking, in the public here in the U.S. were in favor of Ukraine and against Putin. So they started changing their tune. But it was astonishing. The, the right, which had been anti-communist, anti-Ruski for decades, and that was a core part of their identity, became pro-Putin, like full-on pro-Putin. And of course... Donald Trump famously was very uh, craven whenever he was dealing with Putin, right, for reasons that still aren't 100% clear. Uh, they were just totally pro-Putin. It was just shocking to watch. And then there were the typical far left-wing elements who always default to blame America, too. So to kind of tie it together back to America is to blame for why Putin did this, right? And actually, the, the two ends were meeting in this funky way, where America was to blame, uh, but the left still hated Putin, but the right adored Putin. And kind of everybody in the, the, the fat middle in between those was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> the fuck? Well, we got some, we got some extreme uh, right elements here that are also pro-Putin. Wow. Um, or, you know, and, and I think that's basically compromise, right? They, they have, I know that one of them uh, owes money, for sure, to Russian banks. Uh, so some of them are compromised, to be sure. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I, 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 I do find that there is a perhaps unsurprising overlap between COVID conspiracists and uh, pro-Russia voices here in Europe, where people who were um, during the COVID pandemic voices of conspiracy 
and the government is out to get you are now saying the government is out to get you by by instigating World War Three, even though all the governments are desperately trying not to do so, right? <laughs> right. Like and at the same time, they're also saying, which is weird because people from the same camp are sort of saying they're trying to destroy the world. It's their fault, but also they're not intervening enough. They should go to war. And like, it, it, it's a giant mess. It like, giant I'm not sure they understand what they're saying. They're just yelling things. Right. There's a whole and they're really helping. I find they're really, really super constructive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and here the is this our own particular American flavor on this that uh, some of the loudest elected members to Congress, right? These aren't just crazy wackos on Twitter. We have elected Republican members of Congress uh, who, like I say, are are actively pro-Putin, and part of it is is because they see it as Ukraine is hopelessly woke, and again, woke is like you know. Hopelessly woke. Correct. So the the criticism is Zelensky is uh, was just trying to uh, impose woke ideology. So you know all of these identitarian uh, issues and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Onto Ukraine, and so we support Putin because he's trying to defeat the woke forces represented by Zelensky. And yeah, that's exactly what's going on. I shit you not. This is what's being presented. <laughs> I mean, what do you even... I, I think a very large problem here is that people are honestly just parroting talking points that are being fed to them by Russian bots. Mm. I mean, honestly, honestly. I hear so many people saying the same things that don't make any sense and just make you go, okay, this is clearly just misinformation that they read somewhere yeah. and they're just repeating it. And how can you say that there's... That's complete... It, it, it's like the talking point that um, someone um, that we know mentioned recently that, you know, to Putin, uh, Nazism means something else. Okay? A Nazi isn't a Nazi to Putin. It's someone who is, who is anti-Russian. And, and this is actually a talking point that's, that's been popping up all over Twitter. Um, oh, where people are just... I'm leaving, a, I'm leaving a sheltered existence. Yeah, well, Putin is denazifying Ukraine, but when he says Nazi, he doesn't mean Nazi. He means someone who is uh, who is anti-Russia, right? And then there's sort of this whole logic behind it and saying that, you know, in, in Eastern European countries, the people define not Nazism differently and they have different ideas about what that means. And... I've seen it everywhere now. I am pretty sure just, that most everybody's got a pretty solid grasp of what Nazi means. Oh, in Eastern Europe, <laughs> I pretty fucking well guarantee it. <laughs> I, I that's like millions and millions upon millions of Jews were sent into the oven there, right? Right. So I'm pretty pretty sure that everybody's in. But but of course, so this is in a large part U.S. Twitter, who doesn't realize there's a lot a lot of anti-Semitism in these Eastern European countries. And which doesn't realize that there's this whole sort of, um, I would say, I wouldn't call it a movement, but this post-World War II movement where there's a lot of Holocaust denial, where some of the national heroes of these countries were Nazis, you know, who actually actively participated in the Shoah. Um, and, and so it's a giant mess, right? It's a giant political and ideological mess post-World War II. 
And, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of crazy people out there. But none of these ideas make any sense, like from a European point of view. It's like, okay, this is just people parroting shit that they've read on Twitter yeah, uh, or on the internet somewhere. And they just have no idea what's going on. Like, no idea. And, and, and that's right up there with Zelensky being some sort of woke advocate trying to, uh, I mean, it's completely crazy. Have you been to Ukraine? I mean, it's, it's, and, and, and all, you know, and I get it. I get it. I get that people are also, for example, a lot of people are also upset that people aren't equally worried about other conflicts and about other war crimes, uh, in which sometimes Western powers are, are contributing, you know, in Africa, most notably, uh, you know, Yemen, uh, Syria. Uh, yeah, of course, there's horrible wars going on everywhere. Can we please focus on the on, on, on the war that's the threatening to destroy the world as we know it? Like, it doesn't mean that the other shit isn't important, right? It's just that there's one particular thing that's about to end civilization. We should, you know, focusing on that for a little bit. It's only been two weeks, by the way. Isn't a horrible thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, here in season three of uh, Millennial Catastrophe, Spending a couple of episodes on this, can't we move on? Or can we move on? It's been two weeks, Phil. Yeah, I mean that's a couple of episodes. I'm done. I, I, you know. What about China? I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. You know, I'm I'm, it's I'm just... on a chat of um, uh, Asian and Asia-based journalists still from my time abroad. Oh. And uh, part of the conversation there has been that uh, in many parts of Asia, there's a relative indifference toward this whole thing. Uh, because because it's like okay a, a a bunch of white folks in a country I had never heard of until a couple of weeks ago uh, are getting bombed and destroyed and you know that shit's happened to us and you haven't cared too much um, so it's just interesting to see these attitudes get expressed right because uh, publics there are kind of like indifferent it's like Ukraine Ukrainians I don't know uh, why should I care. Right? Why should I care? And as you well, point thank out, God, because otherwise every conflict would be a fucking world war. So it's well, not a bad thing. But this one definitely <laughs> has that potential, right? That's the additional right, element right, there, right? Right. Is right when you throw sure. NATO in and you're involving a nuclear power, you got to wake up. And so, like you say, I, I totally agree. There's brutal, brutal wars in many places that we choose to ignore, but oftentimes they're not involving nuclear powers. And there aren't treaties that could get more nuclear powers involved. And that's also, 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 you know, I have to say that nothing is preventing anyone from caring about these other wars. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of virtue signaling going on. People just saying, oh, oh, but these other wars. Oh, okay. Just, no, I'm not stopping you from caring about all of these other horrible things that are happening in the world. Right. Please care. Please contribute. Right. Please send money. Do whatever you can to help, right? Lobby like, your no politicians. You. Yeah, like I, I, it's you know, it's like I don't know. It's it, it's like as if these other things are of no interest to anyone, which is completely untrue. Um, and and you know, quite honestly, yes, people, you know, what you just said about Asia caring less about what's happening in Ukraine, yeah, it makes sense. It, it's far away. Yeah, they don't look like them. They've never heard of Ukraine, so of course they care less. This is this is how humans are wired, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. That's how. Yeah, 
So that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make them bad people. Just they care less. One of the benefits of uh, travel, actually, right? Uh, one of the benefits, right. you know, and not everybody, actually very few people can actually travel to other parts of the world. Uh, it's, it's an expensive proposition, really, uh, to travel to other parts of the world. But it is one of the benefits of travel is you meet actual flesh and blood human beings in those other parts of the world and get a larger sense of real people, you know, nothing mediated there. Um, but yes, it is indeed hard to care about people outside of your immediate circle. And you've hinted at it a couple of times. Yeah, just to touch upon Taiwan. Yep, so parallels are trying to be made. Uh, you know, if Russia can invade Ukraine, then China will definitely turn around and invade Taiwan, which it has wanted to do for a long time because they would consider that the end of their civil war if they could take out the, the government in Taiwan. Uh, and that is scary shit, but there there are differences there. So the U.S. cruises aircraft carriers between China and Ukraine. Uh, there are enormous dangerous tripwires uh, there that, God, let's hope those don't get sprung. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think now right I just now, scared honestly, myself. I think, <laughs> I think China is too busy buying Russia right now. <laughs> Becoming That's their work. becoming their best buddy, right? I mean, the, just buying all of those, buying all of those companies, all of the, all of that real estate. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be mostly Chinese yeah. in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, man. I hope China's uh, keeps. I would take Russia. Strategic. Patience. I would forget Taiwan. I would just I would just take Russia. They can do it. I think they can do it. But there's nothing there, right? I mean, if they cross over their border, it's like, well, what's here? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is super disappointing. Yeah, right? <laughs> we are here. Anyone? Hello? <laughs> We're here. Why no McDonald's? Yeah. Guys, why no McDonald's? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there isn't one noodle stand anywhere around here. This, <laughs> this blows. I'm going back. <laughs> no Din Tai food? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Oh my God! Great times. Anyway, this this is good times, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what would be the good time? All right, come on. There's got to be something positive we can we can finish on here. Think positive. Um, if we can think of it, I'll I'll hit the positive music. But but we got to come up with something here that uh, is good. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna do this, and and we'll just we'll have to. <laughs> all people i I've, I've got rona twice i'm still here so there you go That's so good. vaccines work right vaccines work Yay. uh we've said that one before i think no world war three so that's that's a also good thing. uh also good uh 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 yeah i feel better already <laughs> we'll just go with that Hey man, feel better. Stay, stay feeling better. Yeah, right? thanks, man. Whatever, and for sure. Yeah, we'll we shall monitor this situation uh, closely. Yes, yes, and report back on it on a biweekly interval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Take care.